Welcome to Beholder's Eye Season 2. Evil is consuming the multiverse. Only the Chaos Quartet, Zalara of Sin Ilnor, Blessed of Shamhara, World Protecting, Elven Druid Monk, Garen Kelso, Dimension Hopping Vagabond, High Elf Bladesinger, APU Warforged Fighter, Siobhan, the Half Mud Huntress, and the Crucian Crew. Usk, Lizard Man, Druid. Rosihana Iron Cold Lee Green Roblex Bluebeard, aka Rosie, Gnome Artificer Bard. Nita, the Raging Mother Bear of Shamhara. Drathan, Inspiring Leader, Scourge Azamar, Paladin of the Ancients. Can save reality from utter destruction. All right, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? I think I can. Uh, so last time we started off uh, with the uh, Crucian crew over uh, in Outpost 89, where they uh, observed some nastiness, but got to the bar where they met up with the um, cleric. I, I guess I don't know if he's a cleric or a paladin or what, but uh, Rummy Rum who was deep in his drink and uh, Drayson introduced himself and the rest of the crew and got into conversation and he basically ignored everybody else and continued flirting with Nita to uh, invite her and you know whomever else to come along and join them join him to investigate some ruins nearby meanwhile uh, Rosie uh, was able to sneak behind the bar and get some something decent to drink and uh, Usk watched everything as she was naughty and did her thing and then Nita or sorry um, and then Rosie and Drayson uh, got together and, and played some beautiful music and got all the soldiers to enjoy the, the evening for once rather than just being crabby and I think that's about where we left them and then we dropped back to Solara and Garen on the infinite staircase at which they had gotten up to the um, landing of fortune and they met the Fawn, uh, Samael, and his two companions, um, APU and Siobhan, who were just hanging out trying to get some uh, uh, Chrono Loki for themselves, but uh, didn't have anything to trade. And so we are all, as a group, apparently going to go to the Plain of Boiling Mud to attempt to get the deed for Samael's house back from somebody whose name I forgot to write down. Lord Malthazar. That one. Yep. All right. So we'll start actually back at Outpost 89. And uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to do at the Outpost that day? Or were you going to just sleep at the end until the next day and start on your quest? I can't think of anything specific I'd like to do at the end. Nah, I, I can't think of anything. Okay. All right, so uh, you meet up with Morks Rum, uh, who is a cleric and uh, of St. Archon, and he says, all right, so we'll just need to go ahead and uh, make sure the guards are okay with you all traveling uh, off the road, it looks like. And he pulls out a map. We're going to want to go ahead and take um, uh, Grigger's Highway, which is you know the Imperial Highway we're on. We're going to want to take that out for about three days, and then we're going to go up north to uh, Chrome Skull Road. And uh, we, that's where we're going to need to actually get you guys some permissions to get off the trail. So um, does that sound like a plan? You guys have anything else you want to do? Um, I don't uh, think so. Um, yeah, that sounds good. All right. Just, just one moment. <laughs> and then Drayton will 
spend 10 minutes to inspire his companions. Um, oh, I can't remember treated. how many people it um, is. So. Uh, quite, a, quite a treat for our new, uh, our new companion. Uh, he's not yet seen one of your roaring monologues. <laughs> that was some of the most beautiful words that I've ever heard put together in a row. <laughs> yes, it uh, really revitalizes not the, only the spirit, but the body. And mm. yes. yes, for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to so, say it brought a tear to my eye, but maybe a little watery. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So just as a reminder, everybody has 14 extra tem- or temporary hit points, um, including Morax from. All right. So you guys head out on the road. Um, and I said everything exactly wrong. So it's going to take you one day to get to the junction and then three days once you hit Chrome Skull Road. Um, so... You guys travel along the highway and you will notice that the the road itself is very well preserved. It looks like it's roads and, and this kind of efficiency or something Empire definitely takes very good care of. There are people walking all along it. You notice that a lot of the people heading to post Outpost 89, um, they, they seem to be like the people you saw there. So it's a lot of children and, um, you know, single parents, just really sad looking people walking across. One other thing you'll, you'll, it's very apparent is that the ground out here off of the highway itself is very bleak. There are places where it looks like it's just been burnt to a crisp and it's nothing more than mud. There's a little bit of grass growing up every once in a while, but not a lot. And there are a few trees that you see, but for the most part, they're very new. Um, it looks like there was some scorched earth method used in whatever wars were happening here before. So, um, Morax, um, can yeah. you tell me, please, uh, w- do you know where many of these people are coming from? Well, they're probably coming from all over, really anywhere mm. within, uh, uh, Pinewall. They're, they're probably making their way. So, you know, it's a shame, but, uh, they're just looking for a way out. Yes, yes, many people are looking for a way out. Um, can can you tell me, is there any active conflicts right now in Pinewall? Well, no, uh, if you mean like large-scale war, no, nothing like that. But it's more just we've got the, um, you know, the Empire and, and uh, Mother Church are just trying to make sure that, uh, you know, any of the pagans and sorcerers and and the, that ilk are rooted and, and everybody's actually stepping in line as far as what the Empire wants. Hmm. Yes, we couldn't let that happen, could we? Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, with... With the Inquisitors around, uh, things have just gotten a little bit worse. Hmm. Okay. Uh, thank you for the information. Uh, and what are the Inquisitors doing? Well, really, that's that's their main focus, is to, to be rooting out any of the the pagans that are out there, anyone who's not in line with the, the vision of uh, Emperor Simon. And, uh, well, I mean, that's officially what the word is. Really, it's just a, a way for uh, King Allred of, of Blackwood to really show his dominance over Pinewall, if you want my opinion on it. And the church allows this displacement? They're enforcing it? Well, you know, yeah. 
at, at the end of the day, the short answer is yes. Officially, they're uh, setting up charities and orphanages around Pinewall to help it out. But they're doing that through contributions to the local uh, nobility. So I haven't really seen anything being built. And and as far as I'm aware, um, the Inquisitors are not official parts of the church, but with no. how much power that uh, that the church has, um, Drathen, uh, if they didn't want it happening, it wouldn't. That is very disturbing. Well, you know, there are different factions within the church who have different views on this, but... You know, obviously, uh, the Grand Abbot sees this as the right way to go forward for the church, and many of us do disagree with that. Hmm. I am glad to hear that. Yeah, but, you know, you're fighting a huge uh, institution. It's a little bit tough just to, you know, you know, there are games that need to be played, which, as a follower of St. Archond, uh, you know, Thales blesses me without having to actually deal with that too much on a, a personal level. Yes, because you just uh, pick up and you go, it's my holy duty to be another place than here. Yep. And you know what? It's That's accurate. That is, that is correct. So hmm. that is why we're heading out to Grandling now. Hmm. So we okay. should be uh, making our way to a uh, roadside market here. It's kind of a, oh, a, a shanty town of sorts that has kind of popped itself up. Um at the junction so we can actually get some rest there with the empire having so much control over everything how in the world does a shanty town even pop up well the people there are approved by the um by the king and and uh nobility to actually have their license here so they're they're licensed they're good to go it's not like uh um you know people just kind of came up out of nowhere so you'll see a lot of tents and things but there are there's a place that we can get some wine and some ale and and if you need to trade some other goods we've got some areas like that so you know those dealers have the authority to set up their shops there and people have kind of stopped and stayed around there it's not so much uh you're not going to see any stable structures you know nothing that a strong windstorm won't tear right down and uh with the uh current climate here rosie um there are many what you would call shanty towns here in pinewall uh a lot of the major cities were were burned during the uh campaigns and now are only homes to ghosts yeah unfortunately there's a lot of just nomadic people anymore you know their their villages were destroyed or they were outcast for one reason or another and then they try another village and find that's not there they're not accepted so pinewall's kind of become a country of the nomad yes and uh we crucians were very thorough when we uh went on crusade here Rosie is going to be quiet because the things she wants to say, she realizes may get her into trouble. <laughs> so she's just going to go walk with Raina off to the side. Us uh, will be stroking Raina for most of the time. We're talking. Uh, tell me, uh, since they uh, have their permits here, would we be able to, do you think, uh, purchase any sort of uh, equipment like arms and armor? Or would that be not approved here? Oh, no, that, that'll be fine. I mean, that's Excellent. why they're there. Excellent. You make your way to the roadside market by the um, a few hours into night. Notice that because everything's de- been, uh, you know, all the 
vegetation has been destroyed, is no longer there. It's just a constant like wind whipping across the land, which leaves you with a constant chill in your bones. Um, and you do arrive. It's a very dark night. The clouds, the cloud coverage is very low, so there's no moon out. You do see some of the torches out in front. There are some people. A group of um, tents have been set up around this junction here, and you do see some uh, like makeshift tables that have been set up. Some people are drinking, and um, you'll see a uh, another tent where somebody is selling goods. You do see some armor, some um, weapons as well. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to purchase a great axe if that's okay. 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 You go to the tent and you see a small goblin back there. Hello, sir. Uh, could I see any of your uh, great weapons? Yes, yes, that, that, that would be no problem. And hmm. what, what are you looking for, my good lady? Uh, specifically, uh, a great axe. Um, two-handed, preferably. And his eyes squint a little bit and he says, How great of an axe? Mm, not too great. Uh, bug standard, really. Standard fare. Maybe a uh, reclaimed uh, military issue. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, we can definitely... We can definitely work with that. And so he does pull out a great axe. And um, let's see, I'm trying to look up the cost. I don't know why I didn't. What's that? 30 gold. Thank you. Um, All right. So uh, here's a great axe for you. 120 gold. And you're (laughs) on your way. Excellent. Um, Here you go. And she'll give him 120 gold. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, of course. Um, uh, what's that? Does it look good? Is it, or is it like a really just box standard axe? It's just a standard axe. Cool. Okay. Yep. Excellent. Um, this, uh, this, this should do well. Thank you very much, my good friend. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Please. Um, you know, let everyone know about uh, Siren Terrence Tent. Oh yes, with these um, impeccable prices, I'm sure you will do a ton of business. <clears throat> yes, I, I, if you could send 10 or 12 people who are just like you, that would be wonderful. <laughs> hmm. If I knew 10 or 12 people just like me, sir, we would be in a very different place. And she'll walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yep. No, she doesn't buy her. Apparently uh, not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nita, you got a new axe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just realized uh, that I am completely unarmed. <laughs> and um, it would be a bad situation, say, if I I needed but, it. But you always said that you didn't really need anything because you were just so strong. I, I, I am indeed. Um, but as I... I felt it would be good for my um, my appearance. Look, I look ah. so much better here in the Empire carrying a big weapon. Um, because how else would I defend myself if I did not have this giant axe? And she'll hold it up. <laughs> oh, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Giant mm-hmm. axe. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I should probably have something. Hmm, let me see. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I realized I was completely unprepared for any sort of uh, serious travel here in the Empire. Um, and uh, I would have, if I didn't have this axe, uh, zero way to defend myself. I'm just realizing I think I have hand axes and daggers. I have a crossbow. Okay. 
Yeah, provisions, you know, for like food, stuff like that. Um, I suddenly am losing confidence in, in your planning ability. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. Um, uh, Can I uh, hold up like half someone's calf muscle still from before? <laughs> <laughs> We're more a party of um, opportunistic uh, gathering, but I can see that's probably not going to work here. Um, and, uh, I can guarantee you, Morax, we are more than well prepared. I just forgot this one very, very, uh, important thing that, uh, is very visible to everybody else. Oh, yeah? Okay. Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, but you're not going to, like, starve on me out there over the next couple of days, right? No, no. Uski uh, uh, takes care of all the food. Look, he's got all that provision right there. He's and... chomping on the calf muscle. <laughs> you, uh, you'll never have to worry about it. Uh, foraging or anything like that. He is great, and he carries all of the food in his uh, bag. So you're all, I mean, are, are you... Are you cannibals? No. I, 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 I don't no. eat my own kind, so... Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess you get a pass, but... <laughs> no, I have uh, never once eaten a single person. But have you eaten like an elf? No. How about oh, a halfling? No, they would all be what I would consider people. I said no people. I eat. I have eaten no people. Okay, but Usk over there is chomping away at somebody's calf muscle. How, how did you know that? Uh, I wouldn't. It looks like meat to me. I don't. I don't. Would you like some? No, I, I, I would not. Uh, I would not either, um, quite honestly. Uh, 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 the answer I mean, to no, your no, question no. is we have rations. Yes, that's what I said. I said he carries the rations for us. Okay. Well, I carry my own, but yeah, he carries some. As do I. Mm. I don't know why Nita is floundering <laughs> so much right now. Uh, Nita is very... Uh, Taken aback right now. I don't know uh, how to handle this, quite honestly. Um, but I wasn't expecting all these Nita, questions. Nita, 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 look—a group of children. We should go say hi. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, don't eat them. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm gonna scamper off with Reina and uh, start pulling out my hurdy gurdy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Is there a group of children? <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there are children around. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. What uh, are we going to play music or? You should do that dance you did that one time, Nita. Hmm. Oh yes, you my remember? my excellent dancing skills. Um. I bet mm. they would love it. Yes, and she'll start doing like a stomp thing. Um, I don't know what the stomp thing is. I'm thinking like uh, like stomp the yard or something. Very just like stomping her feet real hard. All right, give me a performance roll. Excellent. Uh, that's a five, which I think perfectly uh, represents what I was thinking was going on here. All right, so you start uh, doing that, and then. Uh, 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 Think a dancing Morks comes up and he's That's like, oh, well, why don't we go get a drink? He's like clearly embarrassed for you. The two of associated. I would adore a drink. Yeah, just stop. From whatever that is. Let's let's just yeah. Thank you so much. Um, 
Um, but I think, uh, Morax, all will become clear when we, uh, get a little bit, uh, farther away from here. What? Like, you're, you'll be able to be, like, doing pirouettes and shit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Um, that is exactly what I was talking about. Jason <laughs> um, will go over to Rosie where she's playing for the kids and pull out his pan flute and Yorick, his elk, will start dancing along, kind of nodding his head and stuff. So Okay. Just a uh, 24 for performance. So. Well, alright. <laughs> <laughs> so you and uh, what's his name again? Yorick? Yorick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you play your song and and Cam, uh, you rolled a thirteen. So I, you yes. guys have an incredible little performance. The kids are all enamored, and um, there's a little bit of joy brought to the camp. Yay! Yay! Meanwhile, Usk is still over there chomping down on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's just sitting behind everyone, <laughs> on, clapping along when the music starts. Well, the, the dancing, I'm sure, got got a laugh. That's a kind of joy. <laughs> No, 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 it didn't. No. Just more concerned stares. I mean, I think that with all the sadness around here, you you maybe made it even more sad. I would say. I'm just saying, you have a lot of great qualities and you're you're a fine woman, but that is not one of them. And you should never, (laughs) ever do that again. Listen. I, I would agree, but Rosie really enjoys it. I don't. Uh, I don't well, know why. She's making fun of you. <laughs> that is not a friend. <laughs> um. Well. Uh, yes. Mm. <laughs> okay. So, so, are can we all meet like together and be at the bar or whatever? Sure. And that's just a small tent there. Um, you see a woman. She's half elven, uh, short blonde hair. Um, she's got a scar across her face. Looks like she's seen some stuff. And uh, she says, hi, I'm, my name is Jewel. What can I get you? We've got ale. We've got wine. Ooh, uh, where's the wine from? The wine um, is from, well, it, it, it's from Crux. But huh. is that what you're looking for? Or you look for a specific region? No, no. Um, I would love some Crucian wine. Thank you. And I don't know why I'm doing Morks's voice for her. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that'll be one gold. Okay. And she'll give her one gold. And give me, anybody who orders from her, give me a perception check. Ooh. Uh, yeah. One, one gold for a glass. A 25. Yep. Okay. I will get a glass of wine as well. 14. I... Oh, 16. How? Okay. Wow, you guys are very perspe- perceptive. <laughs> uh, we we learned last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you will notice um, that she's wearing some gloves in this cool, cold weather. Um, but as she hands you a drink, you'll notice a small sapphire rose tattooed on her wrist under the glove. Damn it. Uh, okay, um, just question. Mm-hmm. How aware as like people would we be of the Sapphire Road? Right, yeah. You would all be aware. I mean, it's, it's a name you've heard. You've been in Kalendor. Um, It's not maybe somebody you know. It's just one of those. It's like um, talking about the mafia in New York. Yeah, Everybody yeah, exactly. knows this, but Right, but you wouldn't necessarily know you're talking to a person from the mafia unless they just straight up told you. Huh, okay. Excellent. Do we um, know of their spread? Like, 
are they supposed to be on this side of the pass? Uh, you, this would be the first any of you would be aware of it. Okay. Well, they they really get around, you know. I heard they blew up an entire woman on the other side <laughs> of uh, of the country. Um, real real nasty shit. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't think that. No, no. That I know. Entirely out of character and a joke. I don't um, remember what happened. <laughs> what are you talking about? Blew up a woman. Whenever yeah. Zalara gave that apple and the necklace. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We definitely wouldn't know about that. No. 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 We have no idea. No one does. Um, cool. Wow. <laughs> mm. um, I will try the wine. How, how is it? Is it good? It's good. It's fine. It's passable. Mm. It's not, uh, you know, from, being from Crux, you know, it's not really crucial wine. Mm. Mm. It's very uh, delicious, Drew. Well, it's mm. the best you'll find out here. I, I'm, I'm sure. This out. Okay. Um, can I have another two, please? Sure. So she gives you two more. Okay. Um, well, uh, keep them coming, I guess. All right. So uh, are you uh, all... Is Rummy uh, still with us or is he yeah. left? Okay. Um, yeah. And both, both glasses of wine are for me. And when <laughs> okay. I sit down... It will look like I'm going to hand it to Morax and then down one and start sipping on the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. So just for Ryan's memory, is this a scenario where we're not meant to be doing much magic, isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, That's what I need is buying the axe. Bought the axe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Very big visible axe for everybody to see because I would need it to protect myself. That's cool. That reach into his bag, ask Goodberry inside his bag, and put out some berries. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, the like food I was talking about. Um, <laughs> it, it feels like like exactly one berry for each person, and hands them out. <laughs> Thank you, Usk. These are yeah. always a delight. Oh yes, very very delicious. Um, mm. And see, not at all questionable. And wraps it in some human jerky and eats it. <laughs> <laughs> you had time to make jerky? Oh. Amazing. It's from the last time. So. Yeah. Jerky is a loose term for many dried meats. Uh, I'm sure it's just hanging off the outside of his bag. <laughs> there, are, there are meat hooks on the side of the bag. So. It's probably more like human tartare. Mm. <laughs> uh, a nice, uh, they call it dry aging when you uh, just leave it around. <laughs> All right. Um, because of the music you played and the, uh, the dancing, the atmosphere in the camp is much lighter than it was when you arrived. Uh, people seem to be chatting up a little bit more, talking with their neighbors. It, it's just uh, you've really brought in, uh, you brought in, you really brought a level of levity and, and kind of humanity back to the camp in a way. Now, most of the people here are they're like uh, citizens, or there are there still a lot of soldiers. There's some soldiers uh, milling milling about, but it doesn't seem like they're necessarily on duty as they're milling about. It's just kind of people are here. Okay. Hmm. I mean, people are still wary of the soldiers. They're not coming up and, and really joking with them. They stay to them themselves, but it's not it's not like it was back in Outpost eighty nine where there's a clear fear going on. Okay. Not not that overwhelming kind of depression that was there. Right. So as we're um, sitting there at the table, could I have my tinkerer's tools out and be um, using some of the reclaimed things from the 
uh, caravan that we ran into to be building a little toy at the yeah, table? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Takes me about an hour. So as we're talking, I'm building. Okay. So while you're doing that, um, a woman comes up. She's dressed in finery, which really stands out here. Um, she's got very extreme makeup on. And uh, she comes up to you and says, uh, she is a, a tiefling woman. She says, oh, hello. Are, are you from Boss of the Pass? Uh, we are we are travelers. Um, Do you mostly? have that look about you? Hmm. Well, I am actually from uh, Crux myself, but... Yes, not you. Your your your, your companions here. That um, delightful oh. um, frogman and and um, you little one. She pats your head, Ru- a Rosie. Being called a frogman, he snarls a little bit. <laughs> um. And somebody else calling Rosie little one. Um. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, no, well, no, I am I, little, but yes, um, yes, she is. Yes, well, I'm delighted to meet you all. Uh, my name is Nola Gershwin, and she holds out her hand and that way for somebody to take it. Mm. Drayton will take Nola. it and like and shake it, just like a regular handshake. Handshake. <laughs> How very uh, pedestrian mm. and fun. Um, what so, does her hand uh, look like? Sorry. What is it? Just like normal hand? Does she have rings? Uh, it's there's no rings on it. She does have a nice silk glove on it. Okay. Once again, she just does not look like she fits in here at all. Okay. Well, uh, what uh, brings you over here, uh, Nola? Well, um, I had a I have something of a business, and mm. uh, unfortunately, um, I, I, you see, I deal in finery, pottery, if you will, and mm. uh, I was having some people. Um, such as yourselves, who would travel back and forth, take some of that across <laughs> the pass, and um, okay. unfortunately, that my my people on the other side seem to have been summarily killed. So hmm. I am looking for some others who can maybe take that pottery across and and you know deal it out to those who would be interested in that in um on the other side <clears throat> completely out of character i just realized 100 percent what this is this is the pottery deal that the sheriff back in 16 was trying to get us to investigate yes it is 100 percent um does not ring any bells <laughs> it was episode 16 it was before we met zalara and since you didn't remember what happened last episode that's not yeah so <laughs> um I, I apologize, my lady, but we are not merchants. We are not couriers. Well, I'm kind of a merchant, but I don't deal in pottery. And we won't be uh, returning Ooh. anytime soon. Oh, well, where are you headed then? I do not see why that is any of your concern. Well, I'm just making conversation. You've got really nice gloves. Yes. Those are lovely. Where do you get them? I have them made for me. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, where where do you have them made? What do you mean? Like, uh, can you buy such fine silk here? Or do you have to import it? I don't live here. Oh, I see. Where where do you live? Well, I I do live, um, let's just say, out east. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, Out to the east. Yes. Hmm. Where things are maybe a little bit more... Less icky. Less icky, of course. Yes, uh, with uh, all these poor people around, it would be horrible if one didn't wear their gloves. 
Oh, yes. It's so nice to speak with someone who actually understands. Oh, yes. Um, we, we, well-to-do people really need, uh, need to do that. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. And I'm sure your type do as well. Hmm. I'm, I'm sure we do. Um, you know, one of the worst performances I ever had was actually at a castle. People there were just the worst. Hmm. It's a poor performer who blames the audience. Hmm. Well, <laughs> they did take my violin and smash it. And mm-hmm. then the uh, guards came. And after I got mad about them smashing my violin, they made me, they threw me in the dungeon for a day. Mm-hmm. So yes. it wasn't the best. Well, but I had a very nice experience where I arm wrestled with the Lord. So that was nice. Oh, that was funny. Yes. Uh, well, I, mean, I think we all know that Theos, put, Theos puts us on our place in society where we belong and what we deserve. So you went into the dungeon and I have silk gloves. So at, the, at, her, at her saying that, us would just like violently spit on the floor. <laughs> oh, well, she steps back very quickly. I. It was very nice to meet you. It was very nice to meet you also. Um, yes, Theos, bless you. Yes, do you stop are. by if you ever need anything else. <laughs> mm. I'm not looking at smuggle woman. pottery. <laughs> what, what was that? I missed both of them. I said, what a horrible woman. Hmm, yes, um... Just, just so you all know, uh, the Lord I was talking about was Lord, uh, Lord Magna, very big muscles and uh, strong man. Yes, we were there. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was more, I was more saying for, uh, for, for Morax, but oh, right, right, right. Yes, I forgot he, he is here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Lord Magna, Skullgrim, he uh, big strong man and let me you know we we arm wrestled that's, that's the whole story really <laughs> wow that, that's quite the tale <laughs> <laughs> i uh, well as you can tell i am a master of performance <laughs> the, uh, he's a lucky man to, um more wine please invested <laughs> by a woman with your strength and ferocity <laughs> And hardy constitution as she downs another wine. <laughs> God, I'm gonna turn her into an alcoholic with all this social anxiety. <laughs> the you guys enjoy the next um, pretty much to the end of that hour. So, Rosa, you're, you're done with your constructing there of the toy. Yes. And suddenly, it is, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's a little frog that I'm going to then put in my pocket and I will hand out to somebody somewhere. In the nice. Camp. So you guys hear the dinging of a bell coming from the east on the highway and you hear a crier that starts yelling, Avert your eyes or you will be destroyed in holy flame. Avert your eyes or you will be destroyed in holy flame. And every, the... the levity that was there in the camp suddenly goes away and people do start looking down and clearing a path off of the junction itself. Yeah, Nita no. will very <laughs> readily do that. Yes. That's kind of I will, uh, Yeah, I'm going to look. <laughs> I'm going to look as so well. He is going to turn to um, Rummy Rum and be like, Rummy, what, what are, why, why are we averting our eyes? What's going on? Well, the uh, metal monks are coming through 
and no one's supposed to look at them. Metal monks? Yeah, they're part of the uh, Order of St. Crowley. There's monks in the church? That's weird. Okay. So is is Morax looking away? Yeah, Morax is looking down as well. Should we all look away then? Rosie will have a um, one of her tools that's shiny and reflective, and she'll look down but be looking at that and try to like <laughs> aim it so that she can see what's going on. All right, so Rosie, what you'll see is wearing green robes. Um, it looks like a hobgoblin with a large bell in front of him. He's ringing that, crying for everyone to avert their eyes. And then first you hear the sound of what is without a doubt uh, a horse-drawn carriage of some kind coming through. You do see, it looks like four, maybe five uh, humanoid-sized people wearing green robes that surround the cart or the carriage. The carriage itself you see is a large box. It looks like it's it's made of thick wood with some metal on it. And it looks like it's more of a cart to say, haul somebody away to a prison. Sort of a, um, yeah, I mean, it's basically like a, a jail on wheels. And if you give me, since you're the only one, give me uh Perception? Yep. Six. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> looking at that, you don't, you're not really sure why they're called metal monks. It just looks like um, some of the green robes that are walking through. Okay. All right. So they pass on through. Everybody kind of goes back to what they were doing before, though. Yeah, a little less levity to it this time. <laughs> and uh, Jules says, it's just so disgusting. What's what so is disgusting? this? What they're doing? What are they doing? He's taking that card out to 89. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And what is in, in the, the cart? <laughs> People, I'm assuming. She, yeah, uh, she kind of looks at you, <laughs> looks you up and down and says, they, um, well, it's not official, but the rumor is that they take the children. Tell me, uh, Julius, and... uh, will you be going on break anytime soon? I'd love to have a chat. Well, I'm sure we can talk right here. Just keep it down. Hmm. I see. And what do they do with the children? No one knows, but that's why they won't let them. That's why they won't let anyone through the pass. They want to keep them there. Mm-hmm. Give me uh, whoever's talking with her. Give me a persuasion roll. Persuasion or some kind of charisma roll. Oh man, I have a plus eight. And I got a ten. Uh, uh, that is a natural one for two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you. You guys just be careful out there. That's 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 what's going on. Hmm. I see. Um, can cool. I look after the carriage? Do I see like is it solid? Can I yeah. see through are there bars or oh okay. No, it's like solid. There are little bars. There's just like a small little hole um with some bars on it on either side, but it's not big at all. Hmm. Um Jewel? What? Okay, so they're they're taking children, and you don't know what they're doing exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, what are the metal monks? Do you know what? Why? Why are they going along with them? Give me. You give me a persuasion roll. Twenty-three. Oh, nice. So the metal monks, back when Pinewall and Blackwick, to an extent, were not under the Empire, there had been this. I'm not sure who created them, to be honest with you, but there were a number of these metal creatures. They were like humanoids who would walk around. Um, They were instrumental in the defense of of Pinewall and and Blackwick before the Empire finally took control of them. The Green Cloaks did. (sighs) 
So they're like made things that look like humans, kind of? Sort of made people, <gasps> yes. Though That's the story so cool. Now, I was never here for it, but that they were just like any other type of person as far as <laughs> emotions and thoughts, though the metal monks seem to have no thoughts of their own. <laughs> the metal monks don't have thoughts of their own, so they're just like ruled by church people then, I guess? I would assume. We don't know. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. That's really cool. I'd like to get a look at one of those. Hmm. Um, so Drayton will kind of side whisper with Morax. If we were to free these children, would they have a home to go to? Do you know? Not, not that I'm aware of. That's kind of the problem with this. Based upon what Lord Magnar has told us of St. Crowley, I cannot imagine these children are safer in their hands than trying to survive on the streets. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Um, and that's the problem is the Empire has full control over the, the Order of St. Crowley, too. It's not even, like, under the auspice of the Grand Abbot. So, you know, those of us, like yourself and I, cousin, we, we can't really do much. No, we can do much if we choose to. Well, what do you have in mind? Mm. Free children. Give me a, since you're whispering, and this is kind of important, given your location, give me a uh, stealth roll on that. <laughs> Probably not going to go great. 16. Not too bad. Okay. This um, definitely hears you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 His old. <laughs> Jewel does hear you, and she says, um, I may have a solution to your problem. Hmm. Please tell. All right. Come back with me back here to behind the tent and she puts up a sign that says back in five and walks to the back of her tent without hesitation Drayton walks in yep same here I follow I will also follow but I will kind of like be on the lookout to make sure she's not menagerie of animals follow (laughs) (laughs) two (laughs) two more than we had (laughs) so What I do here, and one of my main focuses, is to help some of these children not get across the um, pass itself, but back into Crux, or into Crux for the first time. They will have a better chance at a life if they can get inside those borders. So, and uh, what uh, I was going to ask, are the borders as uh, tight as I remember them? They're very tight, and that's why myself and some other concerned people have figured out ways past them. It's Mm. been a long time in the making, and it's extremely dangerous, but we are able to sneak them. Many of the children, if they do leave some of the mothers and fathers alive, them as well, into Crocs. Mm-hmm. We have a whole network to help them get started. Wait, in, into Crux? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aren't we in Crux? No, we're in the Crucian Empire. Crux we're is in a country. Kind of. Okay, I thought like all of this was Crux. No, well, no. So this of- is the Crucian Empire ruled by the King of Crux, who is now the Emperor of the Crucian Empire. Got it. But Crux is its own independent country. That's where Nita okay. is from. Yeah. Right. Okay. We also it's kind of like how India was part of the British Empire for a long time, but still its own country with its own okay. rulers, but still under England. the nobility and in, in, uh, or royalty in England. So if we free these children here and now, you can help them. Yes, though I would wait till they're a little bit further down the the trail. You don't want to mm. do it inside of the guards here. 
That would uh, be a bad thing to do, yes, I would assume. It would be a good thing to do, free these children. Yes, let's let's go. No, no question. I didn't even know we were were asking if we were doing this. You said it was a bad thing. No, to do it in front of the gods. Oh, yes, you are right. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So are you guys heading out to follow the the wagon? Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Hook, take Let's it. see if I have any spells or something that might help. <laughs> um, trying to think. I wouldn't have had time to build um, any kind of uh, garments for us to look like we're church people. Nope. All right. So you uh-huh. head out. Is Morax, are you on board for this? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a fun, fun time. Doing some good. Helping some kids. Excellent. And uh, with this, Morax, you'll uh, realize why we're not as ill-prepared as we may seem. What? Oh. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. She's just speaking nonsense because she's nervous and stuff. That wasn't meant to make sense. All right. Okay. Well, it didn't. Pat <laughs> uh, <laughs> you on the head. <laughs> All right. It's all right. Neither. Do you have any insight on these metal monks? No, they, they hit hard. And Mm. they won't, once we engage, they're not going to stop until we're all dead. They're going to crack his knuckles. Mm. (laughs) Yes, and we uh, rarely stop until they're all dead as well, so should work out fine. That is usually the way it works. Mm -hmm. So they're not made of, like, human flesh stuff, right? They're just metal? As I understand it, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good. So you guys head out into the dark night, trailing this carriage and we'll cut to the infinite staircase it's been about a day of travel and APU Siobhan Zalara and Garen arrive at the gate to the plain of boiling mud and one thing you'll notice when you arrive there on this entrance is there are a bunch of stalls that are empty like booths like something was being sold here before there's only one stall that is full and has a a person in it and you see a tall it it looks like the a person very large rotund person but with with the head of a hippopotamus And he says, Oh, yes, yes, welcome. Welcome. I'm assuming you are travelers to the plain of mud. Yes. Indeed we are. Yes, we are. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> My name is Thaddeus Gimlet, and I am an aeronaut extraordinaire. If you want to travel out to one of the platforms on the plain of boiling mud, then you need to travel by air. My balloon is the fastest across the plains. And uh, the only one available, as you can see. So let's talk. And with that, we will call the episode. Thanks for listening to Beholder's Eyes Season 2, Episode 1. Aging meat, metal monks, and a coyote. I hope you all are enjoying this new season so far. Um, we really only had one original cast character left, and there's a tonal shift coming, and so we just figured this would be a good time to start the second season. So the Crucian crew of the Chaos Quartet both have some really crazy adventures coming up, and, and we're sure you'll enjoy them. So, you know, let us know what you think. 
Remember, if you want to support Beholders Eye, our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Beholders iPod. You'll find some cool stuff there and get early released episodes. If you can't support us financially but want to help out the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Check out our website, BeholdersEyeCast.com, and follow us on Twitter at Beholders iPod. You can follow Ryan, who plays Usk, APU, and Dulod at DuffDuff the Third. Ben, who plays Garen and Drathan at Mirror4D2. Gibble plays Zalara and Rosie at Mets Girl. And Sam, who plays Siobhan and Nita at Samsalot007. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing performed by Sam Canary. Musical effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Music from filmmusic.io. Almost an F. Hurt Prelude. Minstrel Guild. Midnight Tale, Teller of Tales, Organa Rides, Sneaky Adventure, Curse of the Scarab, and Our Journey Begins All by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. License, CreativeCommons.org, 4 slash licenses, 4 slash buy, 4 slash 4.0. Side effects by Zapsplat.com. Please check the show notes for further details. This work is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, non commercial, share like 4.0, international license, CreativeCommons.org, 4 slash licenses, 4 slash buy, 4 slash 4.0.